0: Do. like the most exciting part of getting a jobs is feeling like a normal person with less stresses of a normal person but nonetheless I do understand my worth and my value and for the work that I do I do appreciate my compensation to be accordingly but it's awesome to see so many entertainers that have tried to find excuse me try to find normalcy it's difficult I find myself in the middle of writing and searching for agents again and getting into you know, back to entertainment heavily, because I feel like I need to, I gotta express myself. I took the week off and I missed this shit so much that honestly, it wasn't a really great idea to take the week off, but I needed it to gather and figure out exactly what's going on. Uh, I've been just like hesitant to pull the trigger on a new studio. One, it's very expensive and I have like half the stuff. And because we moved to my house as opposed to the studio, it's weird. Like, I don't want my house to feel like a soundstage. There was a point in time my house had studios and sound stages all over the place and that type of shit really fucked. Like, it's just not normal. Um, I don't mind my studio. And honestly, depending on how everything turns out, I would like to have like an off my house studio studio, especially if I keep doing this. I don't see myself ending this, y'all. Even if this don't really take off like it was and I've, I walked away from a bunch of stupid little things, but ain't no crazy deals coming. Like that's honest. I ain't going to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, I'm making crazy bread behind it. No. And that's honestly been another reason why it's been hard to be here, but you know what? I did it for free. I'll do it for free. I don't care. I love doing this. It's a a good way for me to express myself. And that was one of the reasons why I honestly was, (sighs) that's why I took the week off. I just really had to make sure that I understood what I wanted to do. And I need to make sure that I keep my eye on the prize. I am going to be more intentional with my music, though. I feel like I haven't been intentional with music and I haven't been creative in that aspect. Uh, a lot of soul searching, but I want to. Uh, my age scares me, you know, that's a part of my fear is getting older. I'm 36 or 37, I don't fucking know anymore. Um, I have a birthday coming up in December. I know it's mad far, but it's coming up. So, I mean, you just get older every year. If you're still here and you're lucky, you do get older every year. Um. Nobody ever told me what. what like honestly, I th- still think like the hardest thing for me to understand and wrap my mind, my, wrap my mind around, is getting older and surviving through old age, the right way. I feel like I didn't really plan well young. That's from not having parents, from just being raised by the streets. So although I did have great success and I got to live out a lot of my dreams, there's a lot of things that I didn't do and I didn't do them properly and prepare for what was to come is definitely something that is daunting and scares the fuck out of me every day. I watch videos of people slipping on ice and falling down their steps in front of their house, and I'm laughing and going, oh my god, that's the scariest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. I don't know if I have insurance that'll protect me from cracking my head open on the sidewalk. That shit is scary. I kind of enjoy one-story houses now. That scares the fuck out of me too. These three-story houses are a bitch. I don't give a fuck how many elevators the house has. I'm scared of my stairs. Can I be honest? I'm just being 1,000%. I am terrified of my stairs. That's what happens when it comes with age, but it's like, damn, I feel like I have more shit to write about and talk about now, and I'll be able to express myself better in my music with my older age as opposed to the way that I used to express myself. And to be honest with you, I sold my hotter shit because I always felt like people wouldn't fuck with me because of me. Like, You know how many people I cut off that asked for a discount from my furniture store? When people hit me up asking for price-gouging cuts for furniture... I put an X by their name. I would have hooked you up if you would have offered full price, but you thought that I was just going to give you the fucking cheap. That shit was whack. A lot of people did that shit to me and and took advantage of of what I had going because of my name being on things. Once I removed my name, I understood the difference. I did that with music immediately. Once I realized that people would get mad at me or have an issue with my shit, I sold it fuck it, I'll make more money selling it, that's what I used to think, today, now, I should have kept all that shit, recorded it, kept my rights, dropped it all, and then lived off the residuals, that shit I didn't know, who knew streaming was gonna be what the fuck it is, like, I'm not well prepared, so I'm definitely, uh, looking at what's next, I wanna get back into everything, and, like, full-fledged, not just say it, and then not do it, the whole Yobs thing, I definitely needed that, to be centered, but at the same time, it definitely opens my eyes and shows me that, there's more, I gotta do some more, this whole job shit is cool, and I like it, but I got I got stuff to do, I got some more expressing to do, you know what I'm saying, but we here, and that's mental health Mondays, you know, what's, what's on your mind, as a man, as a Latin man, a Hispanic man, what can I say, we're not allowed to really express ourselves, and I really never felt that way, like, When shit gets tough for me, I think the easiest thing for me to do is to speak about it and get it off my fucking chest. Because if not, it just drives me crazy and then I feel like I don't understand what's going on. I still don't know what dudes my age do for fun besides play video games. Do you understand that, like, at this age, I'm honestly trying to figure out, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, bro, when I opened my store, life moved different for me. When I opened my store, my mornings became wide open. And all I did was very wealthy things because I had a furniture store. That's what happens when you're 25 with a furniture store. 26, whatever the fuck it was. Either way, we were living great. I mean, fucking sushi, beer in the fucking afternoon, golf. I'm doing fucking nine rounds of golf with the homies, 16 rounds of golf. You're having all these crazy conversations and all this shit. And when your mental health isn't right, you don't bring that around to successful people because you don't know what's going on with them. So I just got away from everybody. I wish I could play golf alone and people wouldn't judge me for my shitty play. But I love playing golf. I think it's dope. I just recently found out I'm really good at basketball still. Don't judge me. I'm not saying I'm like Steph Curry good, but it kind of fucked me up. Like, my son started playing ball because he's just, like, good at everything. My baby is a, is just a fucking freak of nature. And, yeah, I went outside, but we started putting up some motherfucking buckets. That shit, it felt good. And then we watched Steph Curry's documentary on HBO, and I was like, we ain't doing that shit. Steph looks spectacular like no joke his drive and dedication is why really one of the reasons why i was like you yeah, I gotta get on my shit i just couldn't take it no more i feel like i'm not doing enough like i'm doing a lot of nothing so we got to work on it but yeah it was kind of interesting to be good at basketball i'm little i know i look like i'm like seven feet tall or some shit but definitely not like not even close i'm rapper size i'm like b2k size orlando brown size kevin hart i'm very cute nah man shit's crazy life is crazy life is changing my youngest is now going to school um my wife is working at the school as a teacher that's new for me life is changing fast um i don't know i don't know it's just interesting i guess getting older and learning I promise you this, my mouth will be done by the end of the year, y'all, because this other cavity has, okay, I don't know if you know this, but, like, each tooth costs, like, fourteen dollars to $1,700. I fixed four of them bitches, and I got four more to go before the chip, because I didn't realize that I had cavities like that. Did you know that my fucking cavities, are like, contagious? Once one touches one, it's a wrap? Holy shit, mouth health is such a pain in the ass, and the, honestly, the you know what fucked up my teeth the worst? Invisal- uh, the Smile Direct Club shit. I had the Smile Direct Club, and it gave me cavities. Yes, I blame them for it. I don't give a fuck. I was doing fine. I had no cavities. And you know what? Smoking a lot of them fucking backwoods and shit, that really ruined my teeth. I ain't gonna lie. Smoking blunts it was just so unhealthy for my teeth. But I stopped that shit, and I brushed my teeth after I smoke anyway. But I-, I dab, so that's not a problem anymore. But I promise y'all, my damn chipped tooth will not be chipped no more, and I'll have this Invisalign shit back in my mouth soon enough. So that I could be more presentable for y'all, damn it. Y'all deserve it. Even though I've already spent $7,000 on teeth, you can't see. You know how irritating it is to spend $7,000 on teeth, you can't show nobody? It's fucking sad. But anyway, thanks thanks for for watching. (laughs) Let's get into the show. That was Mental Health Mondays. Let's play some music. Let's get the fuck out of this funk. Let's do it. And thanks for, uh, you know, hanging in there. We don't even keep that shit recorded. That shit goes right to YouTube. Oh, it's on Kick. Shout out to Kick. It'll be on Rumble soon, I guess. Ayo. Oh, God. Yeah. Go download this now, do Savion Lavo. Okay. On lolo. Okay. Go get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, do She get me on a lolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit it on a lolo. Yeah. And when I hit it, she go loco. Yeah.
1: I hit on a logo
0: I got this old head that still it. rock Manolo And she would get the bank She keep the money close Shorty popping off an ATL And all she talk that's about is money look. But it suited well I think her name was Carmen She was fine as hell I got this courtesy In Tennessee that told me Nah, loner, man You know I had to eat the pussy That's just common courtesy and off the MIA, where they all call me Bobby, a Puerto Rican and a Cuban. Somebody stop me! There was a Haitian too, Ooh. and she knew what to do. Made it clap with no hands. Yeah, it's Casablanca oh, one. <laughs> What's going on, beautiful people? My name is Kasabian Lavo. Welcome back to the Kasabian Lavo show, live from Las Vegas. This is episode 456, and I'll be your host, Kasabian, with Talent on Loan from God. My mentor would say that before every show that he did. Talent on loan from God. Um, not the biggest religious person, but that shit sounds so prolific. I mean it every time because I don't know how long I'll be here, but damn it, I'm gonna do this shit as long as I can, y'all. So it's good with y'all. How's everybody doing? What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the sabian Live o Show episode. Um, it's 4:56. We took a week off. What can I say? Sometimes you gotta take a week off. Take a week off. Thank you, everybody, for being here. You know I appreciate y'all. Um, personally, I'm excited. Because I feel like um, I'm re re energized in my potting and my uh, my talk show here that we do, and it's time to get into the fucking news. Chat GPT writes the intro. You know why Chat GPT writes the intro? Because if I did it, I would just say a bunch of bad words and tell y'all what was really going on. So let's let Chat GPT break it down. Welcome to the Xavian Lavo show. We dive into the latest happenings of the world of entertainment, sports, and pop culture. And in this episode, we'll be discussing. Why did I just lose my track? We'll be discussing why... <laughs> I'm getting old. We'll be discussing why the old heads seem to be upset with Drake and his recent interactions with Bobby. It doesn't say that, but Bobby's great. That interview, I, I like Drake. Pause. I just can't believe I fucking like the guy. Um, and the controversy surrounding 6ix9ine and Kodak Black with an incredible, an incredible spotlight on the boy Steph Curry for that hole-in-one, and we'll talk about his documentary as well. We'll also take a look at the rise of the scam rapper and the shit that he did live. I can't give you too much information on the fucking kid, but I can't believe that this is a thing. And anyway, let's get back into more news with uh this issue surrounding the bike sharing industry. Who the fuck would have thought that would have been a thing? Bike sharing. But anyway, we'll talk about how bad that shit went. It's actually a bust. Let's just keep it a buck. It's a bust. Lyft bought a bunch of bikes and shit everywhere and it's not really working out too good. And speaking of nostalgia, we'll investigate what happened to the once popular red pistachios. Where the fuck are the red pistachios? And here's a sports take that has nothing to do with sports. WAC 100 said on Piru, blood, and he was going to punch Charleston White. But Michael Jordan stopped him. That shit's the most interesting thing I have ever seen in my life. And we'll explore this interesting new thing called Apple GPT in which Apple has been using ChatGPT or their own rendition of ChatBT in the background and is now Twitter X. We'll definitely get into that. Shifting gears, we'll discuss the pressing matter of student loans making a comeback, and we'll discover how Snoop Dogg's venture the ice cream is blowing the fuck up as of today. Shout out. And lastly, we'll touch on Oscar De La Hoya's decision on giving up on fatherhood. So buckle up and get ready for a captivating and diverse episode of the Xavier Lavo Show as we dive into all these intriguing topics and more and that's that's definitely what we're gonna do today so just to keep it a buck with you that drake interview with bobby was spectacular can i just be honest i thought it was fucking great i actually liked the guy so okay i have a theory and people might get mad at this theory but i understand this theory so maybe you need to understand it. i don't have a name for it but i call it The dudes that only know how to operate with women theory, meaning I think Drake just knows how to naturally speak and hold a better conversation with a woman than he does a man. I don't think I could sit with Drake and get that funny interaction with him. I don't. I think that when Drake speaks to men, he has to put his man shield up. I almost want to befriend him just to see if we could have that interaction, not necessarily laying in the fucking bed and chopping it up. I'm just saying, I want to be able to talk to him and get that from him and hearing him say that Elliot Wilson is an old head and he's trying to keep up with the youth. Well, come fuck with me. Like I'm, I'm reaching out. I don't do interviews, but I would like to maybe have a conversation and maybe we can discover what the rest of, uh, you know, what the evolution is or what's my next venture within this whole space. Right. Maybe I'll start doing interviews, and that'll be, you know, separate series that we do, but I talk better to women than the men. I do better. Uh, with men, I do fine. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm definitely commanding the room, and it's not a bad thing, but I think I feel more comfortable around women. My best friend's my wife. What the fuck? Like, I know she's an asshole. She thinks because I did stupid shit before, it doesn't mean anything, but that's true. Like, we don't, it's it's fucking ridiculous how many things that we do a It's funny. It's like the cutest shit ever. We're like just a funny fucking couple. And we know like all the funny things that make us laugh and shit. So it seems like I've noticed couples have like different personalities when it comes to comedy and that scares the shit out of me. Not me and my old lady, bro. Like we're like neck and neck with the comedy game. Pause. It's just funny as shit. It's just things that you can enjoy with a certain person. She's my fucking person that I enjoy things with. But watching Drake interact with Bobby, what I realized was that Drake wasn't even being a bad person. He wasn't flirting, wasn't aggressive towards her, but he's naturally um, easier to deal with when he's talking to a woman as opposed to when he's talking to a man. It always feels like it's a bravado nut show. So this is my invite to Drake Aubrey, Drake Graham, if you'd like to be on the Kasabian Lavo show or just come kick it with Kasabian Lavo. I'm not going to tell you my real name. I'm not going to do that. I'm never going to tell you my real name. You know how many people think Sabian isn't my real name? Well, guess what? It is. So suck it. Suck it. Fucking losers. At least my name isn't fucking. What's what's the weekend's name? Because he's so fucking cool. What's his name? Abel? Like in the Bible? That's crazy. And the accent thing was a little weird, but I got used to it. <laughs> you calling me now, you know? Or whatever the fuck he said. Either way, that shit was hilarious. Um, 6ix9ine and Kodak Black have a weird song where Kodak Black is talking shit about well, Kodak got a, got a million dollars for this feature. He had a Rolls Royce and some money. Whack 100 set this whole situation up. 6ix9ine definitely has the money, needs the money, or needs to use this because he's going to need to have a solid English album to make the label happy. And hey, he might be able to pull it off. Let's keep an eye on what's going on with the 6ix9ine shit. You know what I'd like to see? 6ix9ine and Gunna. I want it. Pause. But I want 690. and, and gunner to give me a song. And Steph Curry made a hole-in-one. Now, I know a hole-in-one may not be a big deal to a lot of people. It's a freaking nature thing that I think Steph Curry's probably the only person that could really do some shit like this on a whim-wham. It was a whim-wham. Came out of nowhere. Steph did this thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Then we watched this documentary, and I honestly was blown away. I'm, I'm not into sports. But I love watching their work ethic. It def- I'm- Not athletic in that fashion. I just work out, y'all. That's the reason why I'm short. Because I worked out so fucking much that I stunted my growth. Like, I had big ass arms and big old man fucking chest when I was 13. I looked like I came out of jail at 13. It was dumb what we were doing. Like, me and all my friends that worked out like that, we just walked around like this with no necks, but no fuck. Shaved our heads. Just the craziest looking group of teenagers. We looked like great church boys, just to be honest with you. But it definitely stunted my growth, not smoking cigarettes or shit like that. I never smoked cigarettes. But fucking working out (laughs) that that one will fuck you up but i do love watching these fucking documentaries on these sports guys like their dedication to the greats it's just amazing to watch and then my son got into ufc with me we've been watching different ufc fights i'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts if i wasn't afraid of getting my fucking noodles fucking rocked and just just getting my brain scrambled i think i would have had an amazing time as um some type of professional fighter i did karate when i was younger and i didn't realize that i liked it in this fashion like i don't like it for the machismo i just think that the hard work that you put in and then like that fine dance of the fight is pretty just i think it's amazing to watch um that's just me you know people like whatever they like i feel like fighting is something that when done right can be very beautiful and um you could definitely understand who who the fuck is who when you got to put your hands up and go and um that's it's just amazing to see my son take to it, and it scares me too because he's just so good at shit that he shouldn't be. And he's starting school with other kids, and I don't want him to hurt other kids, or I don't want him to get hurt by somebody that probably knows more than him because he doesn't understand his limit. Um, and that comes with life, right? With life, you'll learn what you can and can't do, and that's where my anxiety begins because my child is starting school, and this is mm-hmm. a new chapter in my life. This isn't the playground where I could run up and like scream or kick somebody else's kid out the fucking way. My son's in school, and um, it's fucking me up. But he's developed this love for MMA and for just jujitsu. Before the show, I came up here all sweaty because we were wrestling. He just started throwing elbows at me and, like, doing fucking spinning elbows because he saw Paulo Costa and Romero fight, and he's fucking spinning elbows at me, trying to hit me in the balls, yo. The kid's a maniac, but I love it. I love it. Um, So definitely, again, a shout-out to Steph Curry. Thank you for uh, an amazing career and for much more. And that shit was dope. But you did with the golf thing. I think that was pretty spectacular. Now, if you've been on the internet for the past like week and a half, this scam rapper who's like, you got to get a VPN, scan that shit again. And if you did that shit and do that shit and do it again, whatever the fuck you're talking about. There's a little boy that, that steals people's information from scamming, right? I was going to give y'all his name and I was going to get into it, but it didn't take me about four minutes to figure out that the real scam was that this kid isn't scamming VPNs and using fake cards and all these fake reader things. He actually has a Telegram where he's charging people $200 to get unlimited money from a Cash App hack. That's not a real thing. 43,000 people belong to this group, and they paid him $200. It comes out like a million dollars in change. So all the antics and all the jewelry and all the shit that he does, it basically comes from people paying that subscription. So he's not a scammer in the sense that He doesn't know how to use those machines that he says. He doesn't do all the shit that he says, the VPNs and the banks and all that bullshit. It's all cap. The motherfucker just got a million bucks from scamming people into buying something that they thought would get them money. You're an idiot. And you know, they watch Telegram, but I ain't never seen so much snitching in my life. And there's so many videos already about this young man being an idiot and snitching on himself that I really don't even know what else to say. I, I, I don't. I don't uh and then you know i'm gonna cover the lana del rey thing but again when i got into it i started to realize that there's a lot more celebrities that have regular jobs um and i want to get to know you all of you that have done what i did and even the ones that don't feel like they were successful i know a lot of people do things like this and they feel like because they didn't get like grammys and tour the world they're not successful no i i want to know how do you feel Like, how does it go from being even a local celebrity and then fizzing out like uh, global stardom sucks? Let me tell you, having your music played in 80 something countries and having music played every three minutes and people knowing all the words and blah, blah, blah. Fucking hell. I love music and I want to get back into it. I just don't want to deal with all that. And I don't know how that's going to work out. But watching Lana Del Rey work at the Waffle House was dope as shit. Then I found out that uh, Letterman works at a grocery store because he has nothing to do. Nothing to do. You just kind of wake up in the morning and you're just there. And everybody else has a life but you. You don't feel like you have anything because you dedicated yourself to a fucking craft that doesn't give a fuck about you. Maybe we do need a, a union for rappers. That might be the real way to save this shit. Um, But let's get into the show. And I have a huge question. And this question I need to be answered. But I Googled it and found out. What happened to red pistachios? Where did they go? Like, I remember vividly buying the pistachios in the bag that was one for fifty-nine or two for a dollar. And then they changed it to one for sixty-nine or two for a Anyway, that was whack. Those red pistachios would stain your fingers and taste. No, like I don't even know what the fuck the red was for. And I looked into it. You wanna know why they're paying pistachios red? I'll tell you. From nuts.com. I know. I can't believe it either. Red pistachios became scarce in the 1980s because of a limit of pistachio imports from the Middle East and a huge increase in American grown pistachio products throughout advanced harvesting methods. Now, pistachios use a lot of water. So in America, we didn't grow them. We imported them. Crazy, right? (laughs) Excuse me. There was no longer uh, a need to dye the pistachios red because they were no longer unappeasingly stained. So during the travel from the Middle East back here to America to be packaged and sold, the nuts would get stained and would will get black rubs all over them and they would just look horrid because of travel. Well, they painted them red to cover up all the black marks. So instead of you seeing all the scuff marks all over your pistachio shells, you saw that nice red color, which hit it. It wasn't a flavor thing. It wasn't to keep bugs off. It was just literally to keep them looking pretty. Do you know, I remember watching that Dinosaurs episode as a kid, and they went to war because of pistachios. I didn't realize that pistachios just dried up all the water. They're very heavy on water necessity, so they don't grow well, and they had to figure out how to make that work. But now we got pistachios everywhere, and they cost a fucking nut. Hold on. I had to. They cost a nut. (laughs) Anyway, that's, that's a real thing. Like, I'm not joking. That was, like, a real thing, okay? Just being honest with you. Now, if you have a bingo card... This is probably not on your bingo card. This story's out of the New York Post. This is probably not a scenario that you had on your bingo card, but I should have started with that one, right? Let me start that again. Three, two, one. I'm probably going to tell you something that you don't have on your bingo card, and this story's out of the New York Post. A video has emerged of the great Michael Jordan appearing to de-escalate a fight between WAC 100 and Charleston White at a boxing match between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao in 2015. In the video clip, you can see Jordan walking through the crowd, crowd, and then stepping in between the two men, telling WAG, "Calm down, dog." And you hear WAG, WAG was like, "Hey, I'm Pacoma, pa- pa- Pacoma blood, paru I don't know if it was Charleston White that he was trying to fight, <laughs> but if it was Charleston White, that shit was hilarious. And Mike was like, "Dog, chill the fuck out." And then some white man touched WAG, WAG was like, "Don't touch me, homie." Wack gonna whoop my ass. <laughs> Somebody tell Whack 100, I said, hit my line, bro. I think we're gonna have to do some work. Shout out to Michael Jordan. This is pretty the most phenomenal. This has become like one of the craziest fucking years yet. Like a country's being ran by a zombie. Trump's being sued every fucking day. Michael Jordan is splitting up a fight between fucking Whack 100 and Charleston and White. Have you ever heard of Apple GPT? Last week I did. So I did some investigators. And guess what I found out? Everybody is not using it, only in the back. Pause. Adam Mashable. Apple reportedly doesn't know how its generative AI technology will look for consumer products, but it's already playing a role behind the scenes. Bloomberg's Mark Grumman has shed light on how employees are using Apple GPT and highlighted possibilities used possible use cases in customer service, which is actually exactly what it should be used for. Um, You know, one of the bigger problems with customer services that people want to hear what they want to hear and don't understand that. What they're hearing is what they need to hear. I think a computer just spelling it out for you and then not letting you continue to speak in circles would be so much better in a couple of instances that I've seen. Um, Apple has already built a ChatGPT esque AI chatbot that employs us internally to prototype future features, summarize text, and answer questions based on data it has been trained with. German also says that Apple is exploring ways of integrating its large language model, LLM into other areas of operations that could include using its Apple care for assisting customers. That's amazing. That's amazing. Are you on Twitter? Do you tweet Do you twat or whatever they do at Twitter? I don't know. I heard it turning into X. So now I'm over there. Market watch. You'll find no shortage of people weighing in on Twitter's overnight rebranding to X. I don't know why, but he just Wakanda the whole game with many predicting that it will be a disastrous move. The common thread among the naysayers. Twitter has a strong identity. Uh, is it reputable, though? Because that's an issue. Yeah, it has a strong identity, but is it a good one? Because we know Twitter for what it was. He's trying to make it something different. Uh, everybody under- knows the logo and understands that logo is the Twitter bird. Yeah, well, fuck that bird, and Elon said it's X, and now that bird is gone. Uh, and a number of marketing and branding experts have told MarketWatch just the opposite, that they cite several reasons why Twitter, E-R-X, or I-E, is it ERX X owner Elon Musk might be ahead of a curve, and why X indeed could mark the spot. One, it's cool to say. That's exactly why. We're just going to leave it at that. This guy right here, uh, Thompson Dunho, the CEO of Digital Market Playbook, says that it's cool to say X. That's why it's cool that now we use X. Elon Musk has had a huge thing for X. Apparently, his first website was called X, and then he turned that shit into PayPal. And then his next one was X, and then he called it Tesla. And then he did SpaceX, and it's still SpaceX. And now he did X, Twitter X. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's dope as shit. Are you paying student loans? Of course you haven't silly goose because of COVID. Duh, nobody's been paying those. Well, you're fucked because they're coming back and it sucks. Marketplace, student loan payments will resume this fall. But a new study from TransUnion shows that many people may have taken on new debt in the meantime. It's been over three and a half years since most people with federal student loans have had time to make a payment. The government paused all the payments and the interest because of the pandemic. That shit's over homes starting this fall. People have to start paying their loans again. And when they do, according to the new student, excuse me, according to the new study from the credit agency, TransUnion, about half will be paying at least $200 a month or about 20% will be paying 500 or more. More than 40 million people have federal student loans in the United States. And this is significant because a new payment is going to be, that new payment is going to be on top of what you already owe, whatever your payment was before that. They're kicking this shit on top of it, so the excuse me, the consumer is going to be significantly holy shit. What a sticker shock! I say you already pay five hundred dollars, and they hit you with another five for the three years. Ouch! It's gonna suck. So, consumers are going to get a pretty significant payment shock once they have to start repaying these loans. And that's obviously going to cause big issues, especially because you're starting re loans at the mouth of the holiday season. The most expensive time of the year, the hardest time to find a fucking job, the hardest time to work, the hardest time for people to survive. When power goes up because you got, or gas goes up because you got to keep your house warm, you can't find a fucking job because it's snowing outside, kids are off school, so you're stuck at home. All these things are happening. And then every single fucking holiday is packed into those four fucking months or two fucking months, and they cost so much for no reason. And then January happens, and you're completely broke, and you're bitching about the fucking toys your kids played with for four days. And your student loan is hitting you. Well, story's out of vibe. Snoop Dogg is back with his latest venture. Oh, shit. Dr. Bombay ice cream. (laughs) That's just funny, B. Oh, man. Dr. Bombay Ice Cream. Snoop credits Martha Stewart and Master P as the inspiration behind the competitive money move. Master P showed me the business, taught me how to brand market and do all the things that I'm doing right now. But Martha Stewart showed me how to take it to another level. Snoop Dogg's Bombay Ice Cream launched in 3,500 Walmarts. As of today, Monday, July 24th. The unique collection includes several core flavors: bonus track brownie, cocoa cream cookie dream, iced out orange cream, rolling in dough, s'mores vibes, syrup waffle sundaes, and tropical sherbet swizzle. Go purchase some Dr. Bombay now. I'm down to do all the ads for. Some- <laughs> But that was today's show, y'all. It wasn't nothing too crazy. I really tried to get in all the good stuff, and I wanted to make sure that I wrapped it up with that great Snoop story. I love Snoop Dogg. I love what Snoop does for the culture. And, and, you know, he's another inspiration to help me get through this old age thing. Is this another midlife crisis? I had one of these when I was 23. I bought a lot of cars. And then at 25, I had another one. I started buying a lot of houses. And then I bought a furniture store. I have gone through a lot of phases. I'm scared to know what this next one is because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I've been thinking, thinking. Maybe fly planes. The attorney thing still sounds lucrative. I just don't want to be an attorney. I just want to take the bar and see if I can pass it. But once they tell me ChatGPT GPT passed the bar, I kind of got turned off to the idea. Serious. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Oh, God. But I make music and I would like to continue to make music and not be called yeah. an old man that makes music. <laughs> My son is trying to do something and I'm upset with him because of it. But I'm going to talk about it. Yeah got like this why you tell me I can't hit. she know that huh. the huh.
1: she hit me with this oh no, that was that. it
0: how was the show I hate that one my bad y'all how was the show we back how's everybody feeling I'm glad we're comfortable make sure you had your water good water good water good water it's been 110 degrees plus every day in Las Vegas in the past two weeks please hydrate stop not going outside with water this water is okay it's not the best for you it'd be better if you got some this shit don't even got alkaline this shit got electrolytes and ax axi-oxidant axi-oxidant god damn it axi antioxidants stupid motherfucker can't read as soon as we get that shit out of here my name's sabian lavo (laughs) can you keep the one hundred Stay stuck. Shut up. My, my name is Kasabian. Live in the moment, don't live in the past. Be safe, stay dangerous. Lavo loves you. Hold up. Tell, lies to, tell lies to me. Tell me anything I want to hear. Fuck your dreams. Tell me all your nightmares. All your nightmares. Yeah. Talk vibes to me. Talk vibes to me. Tell lies to me. Tell lies to me Tell me anything I want to hear dreams. Alright, y'all, we out Live on one